0: Caroline Dowd-Higgins, thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. I know that you spend a significant portion of your life at work, so I'm on a mission to help provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I'm very excited to have my special guest back. I've had wonderful opportunities speaking with Chris Duchesne in the past. Chris is the VP of Global Workplace Solutions for Care.com. Chris, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Caroline. Good to talk to you again.
0: I'm really glad to have you back. And I want to tell our audience about you. Chris Duchesne brings more than 15 years of experience in human resources technology to care.com, the largest online care destination in the world with 9.7 million members spanning 16 countries. A key member of the leadership team, Chris oversees the Global Workplace Solutions Program that provides customized, cost-effective programs that make Care.com's suite of services available to institutional corporate clients, their employees, and their families. So Chris, let's dive right in. I, I am fascinated right now because the talent wars are coming back. It is a recruiter's paradise. And, you know, uh, years ago, there was a lot of red flags that would go up if someone moved organizations frequently. But we are seeing that happening more and more these days in this career climate, because people are not staying with one organization. So how do we retain great talent in our organizations?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I mean, you're right. It's... uh... It's been interesting you know, more recently to see what's going on in, ter- in terms of talent, nature organizations, and um, what uh, is maybe something they haven't been used to for the past several years, and that is, in fact, um, making sure that they have a real compelling employee value proposition to get the right people in the organization and to keep them there. Um, I think, you know, and I, so I guess I've mentioned maybe three things you know, that I, I think we're hearing pretty consistently from our clients. So one is... Um, a culture that provides some level of flexibility. I think top of mind for uh, most all employees, regardless of generation or age, um, is they want some level of flexibility in when they do their work and where they do their work. Um, And then two that go hand in hand um, are culture um, and an acknowledgement of the fact that people's um, uh, lives, uh, when they're whole, include not just their work, but also their personal life. Um, And so it's, you know, providing some level of flexibility, um, creating a culture with, um, uh, you know, programs and support, um, and in fact, you know, a culture of permission, if you will, um, with the acknowledgement that, hey, there are other things that people do outside of work here, and we want to help you be successful in both spheres. What What we're really seeing is that, you know, the organizations that aren't delivering on those expectations, that aren't doing those kinds of things, are having more of a challenge in attracting people. And and, um, as importantly, you know, the people that they already have on board, many of them are leaving to go to other organizations that are doing that.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just fascinating. I see great people leaving great organizations in droves because those organizations are not willing to be flexible. And I was really pleased to hear you say that. You know, then we've got the flip side, right? We've got the Marissa Mayers at Yahoo who say no more telecommuting. You've got to be in the office. It's part of team spirit. You know, we need the water cooler chat. So how do you respond to that?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. You know, for each organization, they, um, what's, let me say it differently, what's right for each organization, yeah, uh, you know, it isn't necessarily right for all organizations. It's it, Frankly, it's kind of like the families that we support. You know, everybody has different preferences, different needs, um, and, you know, want to have options to make the right choice. And, and I think the same is true for organizations. You know, even as we say flexibility, for some types of jobs and roles, it's harder to deliver that. You know, if you think of a, a call center representative, for example, um, or, um, you know, a traditional sort of retail worker, um, the way that those jobs are defined and the way that the work is typically planned and scheduled makes it more difficult to offer flexibility. But, right. you know, even within that, even with, within what has been a maybe a traditionally difficult um, or more challenging um, con- context and construct of that role, we see progressive employers like retailers that are allowing, you know, um, scheduling, for example, of uh, employees—you um, know—work uh, schedules farther out into the future. You know, allowing them the ability to really kind of plan around important personal events, and not have a scramble when they get their schedule a week beforehand to figure out how they're going to make it to their their daughter's play or their son's game. Um, so, you know, I, there isn't kind of a one-size-fits-all solution. It's really the the, the summary there, and what's right for different organizations. You kind of have to figure that out, given. Your goals, your objectives, and the type of employees and work that you have.
0: So, Chris, let me ask so would care.com be representing the organization, or are you also representing the individual? And, and here's the hypothetical situation that I want to paint, right? So, Jane Doe uh, really wants to be able to work a flexible schedule to stay with her organization, and she's willing to do, you know, evening hours because that's when her kids are in bed. How does she start that conversation?
1: Yeah, it's it's a good question. We get that, So I, I get that one frequently. You know, um, first, think about the culture, uh, you know, that you're a part of. Some cultures are really transparent and really open. I know, you know, for Care.com as a company, we're, we're highly transparent, um, you know, really uh, open communication and dialogue between employees and their managers. In other organizations, that's not necessarily the case. But the, so the first step really is to take a look at, you know, what policies and programs are in place. And what organizationally, or how I should say organizationally, um, those kinds of conversations um, are typically handled. Um, People, you know, I always suggest to people that they talk to um, HR and to other colleagues, and in particular peers that they know may have had similar conversations around a different work schedule or, you know, flexibility uh, requests and those kinds of things. And ultimately what it comes down to is an effective and honest dialogue with your manager about, you know, interests in having maybe a, a, you know, a a different work schedule or or, um, approach. Um, And an important part of making that a successful dialogue is not focusing just on your personal needs, but how, in fact, in that new dynamic, you're going to continue to be an effective contributor to the team and to the company and how, um, you know, you're going to work together to set out what you think is the right path and continue to assess and review and make adjustments as required to ensure that your contributions are um, just as good as they've always been. Got it. And, got and, it. You know, and I'd say too. I mean, the reality is that, in fact, employees that are given that kind of flexibility, that um, feel they have that kind of open dialogue, and, and frankly, the trust with their, their managers and ultimately the organization, are statistically more engaged, more productive, more loyal, and in fact, end up working more hours than people that are on more sort of, you know, um, uh, you know, rigid or, or or you know, constructed, if you will, schedules. Mm.
0: That's fascinating. So, do unpack. Let's go backwards, right? I want to help our audience really understand what care benefits are. Can you define that for us?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, but what is really difficult for folks is managing outside of their their professional responsibilities. What you know, you might think of generally as family needs or family responsibilities. Okay. Um, you know, today uh, it, it's, you know, statistically 60 plus percent of households where all of the adults in that household, whether it's, you know, a spouse and, and, and partner or a single parent, they work. Um, and, you know, our society doesn't necessarily have the, the constructs, if you will, to help facilitate that. You know, it's, it tends to be built around an expectation that somebody's going to be at home and be a primary caregiver. Um, and so, the care challenges for people to be successful at work, to be able to be there, you know, all of the time in which they want to be, they feel they need to be. Um, you know, they need typically help. They need additional resources. They need assistance in finding care and, and help uh, paying for care. Um, and those needs change over time. And so the employers that we work with, you know, we're, we're trying to help them address that. We provide People with visibility and access to caregivers and care providers that they may not uh, have otherwise even known existed. Um, and many of our employers, in fact, help subsidize the cost and reduce the cost for their employees to help make it more affordable for them.
0: Excellent, excellent. And I know care.com is doing a lot in the mobile technology space. So help me understand what you're doing.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I mean, I think generally speaking, when somebody goes to try and solve a problem, the first thing they turn to, turn to is technology. Yeah. We're, we are uh, incessantly tied to our devices, whether it's a tablet or a smartphone or whatever it might be. And that's really kind of how our um, our service started was based on that technology infrastructure. Uh, and what we've seen really is this dramatic shift where more than half of our, our um, users are accessing the service now instead of through a desktop, through a mobile device. So we've really continued to make some uh, important investments there to help make that the most efficient, effective, and user-friendly experience possible. We're pretty excited, um, you know, this year, actually last month, we get recognized by Apple for our app It was featured in the Worldwide Developers Conference um, because of its usability um, and uh, and the features. They, you know, highlighted as kind of an example of how to develop um, an app. And, well and really what we're, what we're, yeah, you know, it's very exciting for our development team. Um, but, I mean, you know, if you think about it, too, I mean, people are on the go, right? I mean, they're, you're at work, you leave, you go to, you know, a kid's sporting event, you're home, you know, making dinner, whatever else. And then, as you said, you kind of turn back to work. And so, you know, everybody's using their device really to manage all that.
0: Right, right. Well, good. That's exciting. And congratulations with the app. That's really wonderful news. Okay, now I want to talk about parental leave because it's not just maternity leave anymore, right? And, and right. I work in an environment where um, – Uh, two of my team members are on maternity leave and it it just so happened that they're both out at the same time. And it's interesting to see how they navigated maternity leave different. Some of them decided to take more time than the organization allotted and they were going to burn through their own personal vacation time. So how does one negotiate for parental leave in the modern workforce? Where do we start, Chris?
1: Yeah. You know, more and more there's a focus around Yeah, I mean, as you said, it's parental leave. It's it's not just about um, maternity leave or just about women. About fifteen percent of organizations these days offer um, a concept of you know parental leave or what commonly is thought of as as paternity leave. Um, That's up a lot over where it used to be. It's reflective of the fact that um, there's uh, an interest, if not an expectation, on the part of Parents today, especially new parents, that they want both in, both parents to be involved in, early on in that process, mm-hmm. and, and frankly, ultimately, throughout um, you know the life life cycle of the family. Um, it's it's a similar conversation in terms of discussing and negotiating that leave. And one of the things that I'm always quick to highlight to people is that those leaves actually provide an opportunity for other individuals on the team and the team as a whole um, to step up. To take on other responsibilities, to demonstrate different ways of doing things, um, and it's it's I've heard from so many managers that they've they've recognized other capabilities and aptitudes in members of the team that have stepped in and taken over responsibilities for that temporary period of time on behalf of another team member, and it's changed the dynamic of how the team works. I had one chief HR officer who is out slightly different reason, but out for um, a six-week period of time. You know, he had kind of delegated a number of things to some of the staff on his team. When he came back, he said, I'm, I'm still trying to decide whether I want to take those things back.
0: Yeah. You know, I've, yeah.
1: I've had an opportunity to step back and be a little bit more strategic in what I'm doing, what I'm focused on, and how I'm thinking. And it's also given the people on my team a great opportunity to take on more responsibility in a slightly different role. Um, and so, you know, again, that's, that's where I think there's that win-win where it's, it's super important for parents. It's extremely meaningful to them again, drives engagement and loyalty in a way that a lot of employers don't recognize to, to give people the time to go do that and really helps the health of the team. too. So.
0: I love the the concept of leaders emerging during times of change, especially new leaders. What, what a great story to share. Thank you for that. That's a wonderful lens to look through uh, parental leave, right? Great opportunities for other people to move into uh, taking on new responsibilities. And I love that story. That's great. That's great. All right, now let me ask you this, and this is a little bit irreverent and a little bit off um, off the beaten path. But as a non-parent, you know, but but a woman who has a, a spouse and a, a woman who does not have children often I end up taking the brunt of the evening or the weekend responsibilities because I'm the default, you don't have kids person. So how yeah. can care.com help me as a married woman with no kids by choice? I mean, how, how can you advocate mm-hmm. for me?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. So a couple, couple thoughts come to mind. One, um, our service certainly goes beyond, uh, just kids. Um, you know, you mentioned care and you know, what does that really mean? Um, you know, we, we think of it in terms of children, adults, pets, home and household lifestyle services. And we have folks that are providers in our network that, you know, run errands and, you know, we'll wait for the cable guy for you. Um, (laughs) you know, we, so, um, uh, it doesn't stop with just kids. It doesn't start and end with kids most certainly. Um, yeah, it's an, what you're describing is an interesting dynamic and it's one that uh, can be a challenge for um, folks to manage. Um, you know, I, I think <laughs> in these situations, what always comes to mind for me is that, um, you know, work, life, um, how, whatever words you want to use, fit, integration, balance, whatever whatever you want to call it, isn't just for people that have kids and isn't just for families. It, you know, the the fact that you might want to leave and go take a yoga class, or have an opportunity to go, you know, take that painting class mm-hmm. um, to help, you know, uh, provide you with a different outlet and different experiences, is no less important or meaningful than somebody who's going to go home to, um, you know, the son or daughter's event. And I think sometimes, uh, as you say, there's this expectation of default in picking up the work that leads to what can be kind of a negative experience and even bitterness on the part of colleagues and co-workers. That's where I think things like culture are really important to have an honest dialogue around that. Um, and, and to set boundaries. Uh, and boundaries may not be exactly the right word, but to set expectations.
0: Yes, at least. yes.
1: You know, that, hey, listen, you know, um, there are things that are important to you in terms of your personal family life. There are things that are important to me. What we try to do, you know, from a Care.com perspective is provide services and supports that can help the, the varying uh, and diverse expectations, needs, wants of employees. Because, um, uh, again, you know, one size size doesn't fit well, everyone. It does
0: not fit all. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. Deftly handled. I appreciate that very much. That's great, great <laughs> advice. So let's talk about vacation time. You know, it's summer. It's vacation time of year. I just wrote a piece for Huffington Post about how very few Americans take all of their vacation time. And certainly in the European countries, that is unheard of. They thrive yeah. during their vacation. They take every blessed moment of it and cheers to them. So what what is this, this fear of taking? Taking our, not taking our vacation in the U.S. Can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, you know, so I actually lived and worked in Europe for a while, and and um, there was one summer I was trying to manage a project where we went down to about 15% capacity in August because, as you say, everybody was doing a very good job of recharging. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the, I, I I think it's a you know macro culture, frankly, right? So it's it's this interesting aspect of our us culture where through what is you know historically been this traditional sense of rugged individualism and hard work um and you know uh competitiveness and outworking you know the folks next to you whether that's your coworker or in fact your you know the competing companies um it's it's just somehow ingrained in us um i i think i think we in fact um uh, underestimate and underappreciate how important that vacation time is. I know yeah. for myself, I, I absolutely encourage my team to take their vacation, um, even after, you know, even if it's just like a couple of days or, you know, a long weekend after what's been a particularly difficult project, that's really important for people to recharge. Um, you know, uh, you can't work all the time and every day of the year. It, that, that, in fact, stymies cre- uh, creativity and innovation, and leads to things like burnout, which, True. which you know, back to where we started this conversation in terms of retention, can lead to people leaving an organization, um, you know, because they feel like they just, they couldn't, they couldn't press on, they couldn't kind of keep up at that pace any longer. Um, that, that, again, is where I think it's real important for leaders to set examples, too. Exactly. Say, hey, listen, this is an important aspect of what makes you a productive and effective person here um, at the company, and the vacation isn't there as, you know, it's not symbolic. In right. fact, it's important for you to take advantage of it.
0: Right. And it's part of your compensation package when you think about Absolutely. it, right? It, it's Absolutely. valuable time that, that you can Absolutely. put a dollar amount on. Yeah. Okay, Chris, one more question for you, because I know you're a businessman. This is an interesting time in our technology space, right? Whether it's Silicon Valley or any of the other emerging tech sites throughout the country and the world, for that matter, they're competing for talent on a different level, right? Because this is highly specialized talent in the STEM or STEM world, depending upon the acronym that you prefer. So how do benefits play into that talent acquisition for, for tech companies?
1: It, you know I think tech companies um, have always been on and have always had to be on the leading edge. Uh, I think there's an expectation within the tech sector that they're going to have some of the most compelling, some of the most leading, and some of the most unique benefits. Um, I also think that there's an expectation that there's going to be something there that meets everybody's very individual and personal needs. So what I've seen from our tech clients is that they really um, are um, more active in terms of their evaluation and consideration of how to stay on that leading edge than any other sector. You know, they're constantly looking at how to increase and improve and enhance with new benefits, new services, new ways of delivering things to employees um, to stay competitive for that talent.
0: So it's all about innovation, right?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Fascinating. Good stuff. Chris, what a a joy to have you on. I know that we have had the pleasure of speaking on air before, and I always appreciate your wisdom and expertise. Let's talk a little bit about how people can find Care.com, of course, Care.com, the website, but they can also follow Care.com on Twitter, and the Twitter handle is Care at Work, and also on Facebook, which is Care Workplace Solutions. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. And, you know, I'd give one more... um... Uh, way to reach us too if you actually if you go to care.com forward slash workplace solutions uh, that's where people can uh, read um, a little bit more in terms of some of these topics Um, uh, see tip sheets white papers webinars as well as learn a little bit more about care.com and how we work with our clients to uh, meet some of these needs for their employees
0: excellent chris Duchesne, thank you so much you take good care and i appreciate your time today
1: thanks very much caroline
0: be well And I want to thank you for tuning into your working life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. True career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.